0: Dog speak. Geeks, we are back. 100%. Feeling good. Britt's back. I know everybody's missed you, Britt. I think... Mm, Do you think... (laughs) I do. I do. I think they missed you. Can I start over on that? No, Um. this is it. This is because this is what they've missed of us. (laughs) No, we're back at 100%. We're both healthy now. And we're ready to get back on track with things. I've yeah. got a lot of exciting things happening. Mm-hmm. We've had some dog speak meetings recently of what we're going to be launching in 2023. It's going to be great for those that are local.
1: Which is, well, <laughs> and even I think we, we've we got some things too for those who aren't local. So. I hope so. Yeah. Um, because we have a
0: lot of great listeners out there. You guys have really done an amazing job at pushing our podcast up the charts. And um, please continue to do so because that's how other people find us. And we want to be able to share our knowledge with everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, So, uh, I'm just glad to be back sitting across the desk from you on a podcast, because I really enjoyed doing it with you. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, yay. So, what are we talking about today?
1: Uh, We're talking about adolescence in dogs. Yep, and I am in it with my boy. Oh, oh, are you ever?
0: Yeah, and you're feeling it too. The whole house feels it. (sighs) I didn't even tell you what he did yesterday. Oh, please share. We were supposed to record this last night when I got home, but I got home way too late.
1: Uh, So I'd gone outside, talking to my mom on the phone, just sitting on the porch after I got off work, just to, you know, decompress. She and I were talking on the phone, and I walked back inside, and there's red everywhere and i panicked i was like mom who's bleeding one of our dog like one of the dogs is bleeding i don't know what's going on it's all over the carpet it's all over the floor i don't know what's happening (sighs) he found a red ink pen and uh destroyed it wow and it was all over the carpet glad i wasn't here i'm glad you weren't here either
0: you know it's funny because since we've had him he's not been a chewer on things that are inappropriate at all
1: Exactly. So the other day when, I, when we left and I said, oh, I think we can just leave him out. He's pretty good. And I'm like, uh-uh. And I go outside for <laughs> 10 minutes and I come back in. Well, yeah, because
0: I know in adolescence, it's a disaster. don't don't get fooled. Oh, man. Don't be fooled in adolescence. And then and he's ringing the crap out of the bell right now. I think he might need to potty. So I'm going to have to pause and go let him out to potty. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, I'm back. He did have to pee because he didn't pee when I let him out when I got home. So anyway, gotcha. that's adolescence though, right? It's like they fool you. Everything seems good and we're moving forward and all the training that we've done early is just great. And then all of a sudden you're like, who in the hell are you? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Adolescence was kind of tough with Isabella. Was it? I yeah. think so. I think you were down with migraines during that time. I don't think it was that bad. <laughs> I think she was fine. Yeah, whatever. She's finally an adult at three. So a lot of people think okay what is adolescence Mm -hmm. and really honestly the best way to explain adolescence it's it's the dog is getting into their teenage years and if you remember anything about your teenage years how the emotions ran crazy everything was drama okay maybe that was just me Ah, no
1: i think that's fair
0: mean there's a lot that's there's a lot taking place your your whole body is developing your brain's developing hormones testosterone you got all these things flowing yeah and we can somebody can explain it to us but you can't sit down and say dude i get it your Mm -hmm. testosterone is just off the charts right now Mm -hmm. your hormones are going crazy yeah but adolescence is the is the teenage years and it can actually start as early as like 18 weeks really yeah so the larger the animal the longer it takes for the brain to develop completely okay the smaller the animal it's going to develop faster so that's why smaller dogs mature faster than older dogs uh
1: so what are we looking at for myers here because he's eight months now he's nine months now he's nine months old. he's nine
0: months he's still in it um i would say that he's probably i'd say we'll safely go to at least a year Um, unfortunately, he was neutered very early. Mm -hmm. So that testosterone and those hormones are part of the process of development in the brain. So it's all part of the development process. So when those are gone and taken away, you kind of, I think would, you would say, I'm not a scientist, right? But I would think that that kind of throws off the system of what's the timeline now. Because if hormones and testosterone start kind of going into the system, mm-hmm. then it's like the system knows the timeline. Now, when it's not there, the system's like, I'm not sure what our timeline is because we're missing a part and a piece of the puzzle. Right. Um,
1: so, what?
0: Mm. I want to talk to, when I, if I can I get Dr. Say- Kathy Murphy on here, I, that's one of the questions I want to ask for that. Yeah. For that early neutering and early spay. Right.
1: Um, so what's what's going on with the brain uh, during this phase? Oh, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, so the brain
0: is in development with um, at different rates. So different different parts of the brain is developing at different rates. Okay. And so probably the most obvious part of adolescence is where the, the emotional part of the brain is not communicating very well with the decision-making part of the brain. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of like <laughs> I used to laugh about, you know, boys once they hit like ten or twelve, they they all of a sudden they just get stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, just dumb. And and now we know why. And the and the it's because that emotion and that decision making is not speaking. And that's for all organisms. And a lot of this research that they are going by is is going with human research. Mm-hmm. That that is part of the adolescent phase. So. So when you have these dogs who have all this emotion and they don't know how to regulate that emotion, say they get worked up at something at the window, they may not be able to make the right decision to respond to a command, move away, or any of those things. Because they're uh, just
1: they, literally cannot.
0: They cannot. They're not choosing. They literally cannot do it.
1: They can't make that decision. No. Gotcha.
0: Um, you know, and, and again, with that adolescence, that can it can last up to two, two and a half years. Mm-hmm depending on the dog. I think, I think we'll be good with, with Myers soon. I really hope. (laughs) Um, But it's just, there's a lot of changes that are taking place. And I really want people to understand that during the adolescent phase, this is probably the most challenging phase for dog owners. And majority of dogs that are giving, given up, um, and placed in shelters or rehomed it's during that adolescent phase. Right. Because so many things change. It's a very difficult phase, but if we can understand what our dogs are going through, then I think that we can do a better job at helping them through that process. Right. 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 So uh, when you're dealing with, and this is these are dogs going through adolescence that have not been spayed or neutered. Okay, right? So mm-hmm. it was... 6 months was kind of the idea of, of when you spay a neuter now with some of these rescues you're getting them very very young dogs that are being purchased by breeders a lot of them are asking uh, people to wait to at least a year mm-hmm. um, which I'm I'm in agreement with so and I, I'm, and I know more research is going to come out about it but when we are talking about kind of the, the changes that happen I mean it's not only just biological physical And psychological. Well, I mean, it is. It's biological, physical, and psychological. And we've talked about that psychological, where just things aren't, just things aren't. They weren't. They're not communicating. They're not. Period. (laughs) But when you when you're looking at the adolescent phase, there's a flood of hormones that take place. Um, In males, the testosterone actually increases uh, dramatically between about five and eighteen months. So that's where you're going to get maybe some excessive mounting. Um, maybe even some scuffles between other male dogs because okay. that testosterone is kicking up. Um, you'll get maybe some. That's where that leg lifting could come in. Mm. Uh, running off because they want. They're maybe smelling a female or they're having this desire uh, because the testosterone is is kicking in. Um, and then of course you're looking at females that can go into heat between seven and nine months typically. Okay. And they will also. Um, have some behaviors that maybe they don't like the male dog in the house as much right now because that mm-hmm. male dog is being a little too in in their face um,
1: or in their butt i was gonna say or other places
0: yeah um you've got teething that takes place you've got new fear periods that that kick in and unfortunately we can't say hey your dog is four months and two weeks he's gonna have a fear period mm-hmm. we can't we can't do that yeah right? but being aware that those things happen that is what we really have to focus on. So, uh, h- how are we
1: going to get through this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what everyone really wants to know. Well, yeah. let's let's talk this? about the symptoms, though.
0: Sorry. so because I think that when you look at the symptoms and you break down the symptoms of adolescence, you can then look at okay, here's a symptom. How do we deal with that? Here's a symptom. How do we deal with that? Mm-hmm. Because I, I do think that a lot of the dogs are going to have the same symptoms. Um, but how you handle it may be a little different. But we are going to talk about how okay. how the hell we're going to get through okay. without becoming an alcoholic. Right. I mean, you know. Or there's that. Or that. You or, just or that. you know, going from your cuddly, cute puppy who listens to you and, and wants to cuddle with you and, and doesn't want to be far from you, adolescence turns into just like a teenager. Mom, dad, don't embarrass me. Yeah. Speaking of teenagers, just a side note. We're recording this right before we go move our niece in to college.
1: I think that's why I'm a little blah. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out why I'm sort of like I don't know why. Don't be blah. This is nah. a, this is a
0: great adventure for her. She's in adolescence. Oh no, I'm she's becoming so into an adult. She, yeah,
1: she's yeah. But we had her. She's living here
0: during adolescence, and yep. it was hard.
1: It was hard. It was hard. But yeah, I think that's why I'm a little huh, just melancholy. Oh. Because... I mean, I'm jacked up.
0: Our little girl's grown up. She has grown up. She's <laughs> she's really good. And and we had some tough moments during adolescence mm-hmm. with her um, and the emotions. So yeah. uh, it's definitely... Whew, teenagers are hard. Um, and that and really, I think anything with a brainstem, if you're in the teenage years, whether you're a dog or a human, it's hard.
1: I would not go back to my teenage years.
0: I don't think I would either. At all. I mean... I don't know. I might. I don't know. I might. Uh, I might I might with my newfound. I feel
1: like you had a lot of fun.
0: I did have a lot of fun. I, I was, I was I would have done boring. better in school, I think. That was pretty boring. I would have went ahead and just said, you know what guys, sorry I'm not dating boys no more. I'm just I'm going straight to girls and I'm gonna find girls. What? By golly. Do you, boo. Do me. Do me, boo. Um we that was our rabbit trail for the day. Yeah. It wasn't much. I mean the when you're talking adolescence I mean we we dealt with it mm-hmm. with Rose and we've dealt with with Isabella and now with Myers we're really into it with Myers all right so let's talk about some of the symptoms that you might get uh, because I think this is where people look at these and see these symptoms and and they're like oh my god what's wrong with my dog mm-hmm. is my dog broken yeah oh my god what's happening Right. Probably one of the most obvious ones is they're not, they don't sleep nearly as much. So, this is a little different between humans and, and dogs. Okay. Puppies sleep a lot. When they get in those teen years, they don't sleep as much.
1: Uh, yeah. I can see
0: that. Right. Yeah, so, we're going through that with Myers. Yeah. They're awake sure. a little bit longer. So, that's an issue. And when you don't sleep well or you don't get enough sleep, then we're going to have some problems learning. Mm-hmm. regulating emotions
1: Focus, all those things focusing
0: <laughs> focusing um you're gonna get dogs that are definitely more independent right if you remember how Isabella was so perfect off leash and like she was great very young age really good and then she hit this adolescent phase where I let her off leash to go put her in the truck and she went running up the road
1: do oh, you remember this this was good fun I was, like, I was like,
0: what is
1: happening? Busy road, curvy, mm-hmm. people fly all this road. How you both didn't get run over, I don't know. But I'm glad you didn't. I wanted to kill her.
0: But again, I look at it and go, okay, my fault. She was in an adolescent phase. Mm-hmm. And I set her up for failure. Because I know they're going to... Uh, be much more independent, more interested in exploring things away from you. Yeah. Right? And that's when people go, well, they don't listen anymore. Mm-hmm. He used to sit and come all the time. He, now he doesn't listen. Right. Like
1: they've recessed.
0: Yeah. No, they're in development. Or or,
1: or regressed.
0: Yeah. regress is probably a good yeah. one. Yeah. Right? And so it's just making sure that you, you understand these are – your dog's not broken.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: These are a part of it. And think about with Myers – Right, he's grabbing things that that he's not done in the what five months that we've had him. Have we yeah. had him five months? Yeah, four or five months. Yeah, holy moly,
1: five months. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because it's like every day something new. Like, man, why are you doing this?
0: <laughs> yeah, and this is this is why because he's still trying to develop into the adult, right, and figure it out. Um, they'll start testing boundaries. Right, you're going to see a lot of similarities between human teenagers Kids and, and dogs. Yeah. Right. So they're going to start testing some boundaries, which is again, they're just trying to feel their way and figure things out uh, on, in this life that is a little unfamiliar. So we have to patience, man. I mean, you're going to hear me say patience a lot. Um, you are literally going to have a dog who is. Uh, the decrease in ability to be responsive to the cues that you've taught. And, and that I think drives people crazy.
1: And that is related to the brain parts, development mm-hmm. parts of the brain, not, not speaking to one another. Yes. Okay.
0: Literally just kind of like, there's just so much information coming in during adolescent years. Yeah. Cause they are being more interested in exploring
1: yeah, you got really nerdy on uh, about this one night with me, and it definitely it went over my head. You're like, and then this part of the brain is not speaking to this part of the brain. And I'm like, there are no parts of my brain speaking to one another right now, because what the hell are you talking about?
0: I'm like, here, have another drink. <laughs> It'll start to make sense at some point. Oh, wait, are you asleep? (laughs) And the frontal lobe is doing this. And the frontal lobe is doing this. I do. I I, I am a little nerdy when it comes to it because it's so fascinating when we start to look beyond all this external things that are happening. And I think if we learn to stop looking at surface and start looking deeper, we can do a better job at being responsive. Right. Yeah. Ooh, that was good. Yeah. I'm gonna, I would mic drop on that, but it would burst y'all's eardrums. I would, yeah.
1: <laughs> also, we have more to talk about. There's
0: <laughs> so much to talk about, right? Oh. Um, you might actually get um, some territorial behavior, especially from dogs that genetically are bred um, for territorial uh, guardianship, I guess you could say. You might even get to where they used to get along with every dog, and now they're starting to get into altercations, mm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And again, it, it, don't think that the dog you have during adolescence is the dog you're going to have it as an adult. Mm. Just like, thank God, I am not the same person I was as a teenager.
1: Oh, you're like, <laughs> you're thinking about that. I was just figuring out the right way to respond, but yeah.
0: What do you like? Probably Maybe for- I liked you better as a teenager?
1: No, I was going to say it's for the best. It I is for the, the best. Yeah. Uh, Mom's told me. Uh, you Don't listen to my mother. <laughs>
0: don't don't you listen to my mother about stories. She doesn't understand. Actually, it's funny because she does say if she knew what all I was going through, she should have been, I think, in so many words, nicer. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I didn't even know what I was going through. But again, that's the thing is... We don't all have the answers. When you become a parent, you don't have the answers. When you become a dog owner, you don't have the answers. What you need to do, though, is always improve yourself and improve that relationship. And how do you improve that relationship? You improve your knowledge of the other part of the relationship. Right. And so with our dogs, we have to be patient. They can't tell us. They can't um, come in and say, I am feeling really anxious today, and I don't know why.
1: hmm
0: Right. And there are times I think Rose would say, I'm feeling this way and I don't know why. Yeah. And she would come to you for that. Yeah. All right. And that and we want them to be able to, to do that. But with dogs, they can't.
1: They just know that this is how they're feeling and they handle it in the moment. And I think that's why again, going back to the patients thing, you have to observe your dog because you have to know your dog. And you have to say, Okay, this is this is a little out of the ordinary. You know, is this adolescence? Is this, you know, fear period? Is, you know, what is this that they're going through? Um, you know, for instance, and I know Isabel is not adolescent anymore, but um, she was in the emergency vet for two nights uh, last weekend. And uh, she's okay, y'all. Yeah, she's okay. Just some uh, gastro. <laughs> <laughs> guess her she, had, inter- she some gi issues gastroenteritis <laughs> uh yeah you should have seen me i, I had to take her for her annual yesterday and me saying it to uh our vet she just laughed at me i was like no i always get tongue-tied on that one i can't do it anyway so she's fine but prior to that obviously she's not feeling good she's throwing up she's got diarrhea all right i know she's not feeling great, but there were sim- There were s- signs she was giving me to tell me something is more wrong than me just having eaten. Like, it, this isn't I just ate something that didn't agree with me, right? She, I would be cooking and she would tuck her tail and just lie down. While, you know, if, if I was making ground beef, she's all, she's going to be right there. Wagging her tail, like, hey, give me something No, she's like, lay down. Does not feel well. Um. Then you know she wouldn't take bacon.
0: Yeah, when she wouldn't take <laughs> the pork, I'm like, you need. Yeah. I was like, get in the car. You're like, going I'm going go to go to the I'm like, that's cool. I'm gonna, going here, to. I'll be here. Let me know.
1: Um. But then even in the vet, she while we're waiting, because bless them, they were so backed up. They were so great, but they were they were so backed up. Um. Isabella, she was lying on the floor and she started shaking. And I was like, that means she has to go to the bathroom. But she has no way of telling me that she needs to go to the bathroom. So I have to know what her body language means. Sure enough, that's exactly what it was. Um, So I just, I think, all that to say, observe your dog. Know your dog. Know what's normal for them. Know what's abnormal. And then sort of like figure out huh, is this because they're eight months old or is there something else going on or, you know?
0: Absolutely, because especially in that adolescent phase, you're going to have dogs that are exploring a little bit more and they might be ingesting things they should not be ingesting.
1: Oh, yeah, right, exactly.
0: But, yeah, you do need to, you know, like one night we were in the kitchen and you were cooking and I was like, where's little man? Because he's always in the kitchen laying there. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, whatever. I'm like, where's little man? And I thought he was in this in the kitchen the whole time, and he was hiding in the bathroom. And I was like, "Okay, there's something, there's something wrong." Right. And it was the smoke smell, of mm-hmm. in the kitchen. Um, we've talked about that in the past of of that trauma that he's had, right. With smoke smell, and but I didn't just go, oh, I didn't start like throwing a bunch of things out and saying, oh, does he not feel good or is he being aloof or what's? I knew that was abnormal, um, and I was able to trace it to what it was. Right And, you know, I let him be where he was comfortable, Mm -hmm. but I let him know I was there for him. If he wanted to come out, mama's there. I'll hold you, whatever you need. But um, it is, you're so right about truly looking at your dog as an individual and their little quirks and their behaviors and what's normal. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know what's normal, then yeah, you're never going to understand abnormal. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, So it's... Um, that's, that's probably one of the biggest things that I would say, It's just across the board, not even just with adolescents, but just like you said, knowing when something's off to where it's more than just, oh, I have an upset stomach. Mm-hmm. It's really, no, something's really off. Um, and not, not just brushing it off to being like, ah, oh, they're, they're fine. Right. So, right. um, so which kind of goes to, what do we do with adolescence? I, I think that was a great point of knowing your dog, reading your dog, and understanding your dog. Obviously, having patience is going
1: to be. <laughs> should, should we make this uh, episode, or should we put something at the beginning of this episode? Every time we say patience, you have to drink. Oh, we should. Just change this to but a But that's not day.
0: fair, because I'm drinking coffee right now. Because we're doing this in midday, and I'm not drinking yet.
1: Well, I mean, I didn't mean for us. I uh, well, for I just thought that it wasn't
0: fair if the listeners get to do it, and then I don't get you to can, do it. You
1: can always go back and listen to it later tonight.
0: I don't, I don't listen to myself. Yeah, so if we say patience, you have to drink. <laughs> <laughs> so, or patient. Be patient. Yeah, please be patient. But also understand where your dog is coming from. He doesn't want to feel this way any more than you want him to feel this mm-hmm. way. Um, so be patient. Know your dog. Understand your dog. Um, you have to continue doing the training. You can't just go do a puppy class, dogs, five, six, seven, eight months old. And you're like, we're good. Right. That's like saying or you, your kid went through kindergarten, first and second grade, and they're good. No, we've got to continue training and you have to kind of go back and really focus on some of the things that, you know, you've had really good. Like, okay, so sit is the typical behavior people love to teach, right? Not a fan of (laughs) using sit for everything, but sit's a common one. Dog knows how to sit. We put the word to it. So that's one of the first thing the dog learns. And then all of a sudden, eight months old, you ask the dog to sit and they just look at you. Actually, your dog did it yesterday. I asked her to sit on live on Instagram. She's like, Uh,
1: did you did you have a camera in her face? I did. Um, And then
0: when she did sit, she, she yawned at me. Yeah. So I was like, I was patient with her. But, but that's the thing is that when we, when we ask a dog to do something that we know they know in all context, Mm -hmm. your dog sitting at the cookie jar after coming in from outside and sitting doesn't mean they know how to sit in all situations. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean they know the words. So I mean that they really know the word that you can say it. They don't have to look at you. They can just do it. That falls apart in adolescence. Yeah. Right? So what we want to make sure we do in those situations, we don't need to go and start changing how we ask for SIT. We don't need to be throwing in hand signals, pushing butt on floor, thinking the dog's just being an asshole. Right? It's just go back and start reinforcing it more often. So the dog, it starts to trigger into the brain of, oh, yeah, I remember this. This gets some good rewards when I do this. Right. Don't take it for granted that just because your dog does it the first few weeks of life uh, in your home that they're going to continue doing it consistently if we don't practice everywhere, right? So uh, you have to continue training. The dog needs to be trained for several years, okay. which is why this whole bullshit of two weeks boot camp your dog's fully trained that's not possible developmentally brain-wise that is not true Mm -hmm. it cannot happen false advertisement
1: well what did I, i i can't remember and you may not remember this conversation either um we had this conversation a few months ago and you said something about training during adolescence I'm not going to say you said it was pointless. You said something about. Behavior modification. Doing it. Okay. Okay. So not, not training in general, but. um, Behavior modification. During adolescence is pretty pointless. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's because the brain isn't in a place to where it's already in a change. Mm -hmm. So trying to change in the middle of a change is going to be, too much on the brain so what
1: give give me an example of that
0: so let's say that a dog has been uh was frightened by a jogger Mm -hmm. and they were during adolescence seven eight months old um, jogger came out scared the crap out of him now they lunge and bark at every jogger Um, trying to do counter conditioning on that during adolescence you're you're basically beating your head against the wall because the brain is it's it's still trying to process everything and it doesn't have as much capacity for processing during those stages. Okay. So what you can do in that is we're going to do a lot of management. doesn't mean we're not going to teach the dog still to walk nicely, maybe curve away, um, you know, look at us. But as far as changing the emotion during adolescence, um, yeah, that's.
1: Yeah. But you would still be rewarding, Go, you know, if, if that trigger appears, you're still going to be rewarding. You're still going to be doing absolutely. You're just not, you're talking just counter conditioning in general. You're just sort of going to say, look, we're going to let this happen for now.
0: Yeah. Um, because I think what happens is people go, well, we went the positive route and the dog was still doing it. And the dogs doing adolescence, so they go to an aversive. Gotcha. And they start using a prong collar shot collar and they're trying to stop the dog from doing it. And the thing is, if you just wait,
1: mm-hmm. just wait and work through it, we can get the dog through that. Okay. So it's not something that is going to – so that fear is not necessarily going to solidify if you keep sort of – if you don't start that behavioral modification, I guess, is what I'm at. Yeah,
0: because it's how you're managing it in the process okay. is what's going to happen. Okay. Right? That's what's going to make the difference. If you are um, – you know, if you want to start trying to punish your dog for it, then, yeah, that fear is going to solidify. Mm-hmm. So it's how we respond – to it that will basically put it let's say it puts it in a category of um temporary and fixable temporary go away by itself um more solidified you can you can decrease it a little bit or solidified i'm never going to be happy i'm never going to be good with
1: this mm-hmm. right so um so th- that's just not a good stage for you to make that determination from a this can't be fixed. Same Correct. Point. Correct. Okay. That's
0: why people don't need to be changing their training techniques. Gotcha. Matter okay. of fact, that is the worst time to change training techniques is what? during adolescence. I can imagine that's confusing. Exactly. Because the the, you, the dog's brain cannot handle the changes. And during adolescence, another thing we need to do is keep the dog's world a little smaller. Right. So Myers hasn't been going as much with me. Because he has his days that he's, I can tell he's just can't, he can't do it. Mm-hmm. But also, things are triggering him more. It's a little more overwhelming. Like when we went to uh, Home Depot mm-hmm. on Saturday, and he's been to Lowe's and Home Depot a hundred times, and he's just like, yes, yeah, it's cool. He was not great. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, he was not very good at all. Uh, <laughs> barking, pulling, lunging. He got really pissed at me because I wouldn't let him go in a certain direction. Oh my God. He had a little temper tantrum Mm -hmm. and so i was like okay this was just too much for him today during this phase does that mean he can never go back to home depot and be good again no it's just he's in this phase and he's in adolescence it's how i handled that in that moment it took me a little bit longer than expected i did go there to purchase some things but i knew what it was um but i took my time and i handled him to help him a little bit with that. So yeah, so that's, I think a lot of people will see that during adolescent phase and they say, oh my God, I'm never going to ever take my dog out. And so I just stopped taking them out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We have to keep pushing them and keep working with them. We may have to make the world a little smaller. He can't go everywhere with me right now just because of, of where he is, but it doesn't mean that he won't be able to as an adult. Now, if I'd have gotten mad at him, and gotten some aversives at him because he wasn't exhibiting the good behavior he's done in the past. Then yeah, I've, I've maybe have started that solidification of, uh, he can never go here again because I've made it a negative experience. Gotcha. Gotcha. So,
1: yeah. So it's funny because this is sort of a departure of, of what you've taught in the past of um, exposure 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 yes (laughs) so it's a little bit of a departure from um this is what
0: continuing education gives you so thank you dr kathy murphy i'm going (laughs) to mention you as many times i can to get on this program um that was one of the things that she said that made my head go ah, that makes so much sense Mm -hmm. is to make their world smaller because they can't Process all of it. Now she gets really nerdy into it. She's a neuroscientist, and I I love it. So she gets really nerdy into it, and it's just fabulous. And it really helps you understand why. Um, But for the surface of of myself and my listeners, it just know the brain cannot process all that information, and if we're throwing more information on top of that. So, so when I was there on Saturday, I increased a lot of distance. And um, I didn't ask for a lot of behavior because I didn't want to overwhelm him. He was already overwhelmed. Um, I, I asked for, I think, a sitter down a couple of times uh, just to just to kind of get him at least halfway tuned back in that I was on the other end. But otherwise, I just really increased distance, got behind things, um, let him just settle, take in the air. And um, I didn't want to throw more information at him because I knew his brain was trying to process all of it. And so it's like, think about if you walk into, oh, you know what? A good example. And I don't know how many people have done this, but uh, what are the, the um, like at, at fairs or carnivals and they have that uh, building you go into, it's got mirrors everywhere and lights everywhere and it's all that information's thr- thrown at you.
1: Oh yeah. It's a lot of sensory. It's
0: a lot of sensory. It's a sensory overload, overload right? Yeah. If you just start walking, you're going to be running into mirrors. <laughs> you're going to, you know, you have to stop. And let your brain catch up to what the eyes are seeing. Mm -hmm. For dogs, they have to stop and let their brain catch up to what their nose is smelling, what their ears are hearing, what their eyes are seeing. So they have a lot, they use a lot more than we do. So we have to just slow down. And so the, the safest way... Of handling your dog in adolescence in public is make it smaller, maybe take him places that he's used to, comfortable with. Don't do a bunch of new stuff. Don't overwhelm him. Um, I think that that will help you kind of get through that process. And if you do take him out, just have an escape plan, exit route. Yeah, right. Have and a plan and B. <laughs> yeah, have a plan B, and make sure that you are doing a lot of rewarding um, with that. Yeah. You have to increase your management skills basically right you can't just fly by the seat of your pants all the time you have to be prepared to say this is what i'm going to do um, and this is what i'm going to handle um is he eating uh, he has torn up the cat toy he has fallen in love with this cat toy banana uh, that usually stays into the cat room and now he is he is all into the cat and he just de-stuffed it i'm just that's I'm just cool. over
1: here picking up fuzz that's cool her usual. Uh,
0: but you know, the thing is that's okay. Whatever. That's his toys and what he wants to do with it. Um, but increasing your management skills in those moments, very important. So um, especially as weather is getting at least halfway decent, starting to get a little bit more fall-like, oh gosh, feels so good out. Fantastic. You're going to have more outdoor outings. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you're choosing the right outdoor outing outings for your adolescent dog and what they can handle in that moment. My dog's going to handle things differently than your dog based on your environment, ex- um, exposure level, uh, training. I mean, all of that. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Your dog is still developing and, and dealing with things. Um, You want to, con- um, in those moments especially, and at home, you need to decrease your expectations. And that's hard for people. What? what? Yeah. You know, I mean again, the brain is not able to process everything and deal with everything. So again, don't be going and asking for a bunch of commands all the time. You know, it's when people get in our group classes and they ask their dog to do something very simple and they can't do it. I'm like, don't sweat it. Your dog's not broken. Mm-hmm. It's just, this is a lot right now. Yeah. Right. I mean, and think it, think about it. I've told you three times to do what I'm asking you to do. And you didn't hear me the first two because you're overwhelmed as well. Exactly. Yeah right? So patience, your dog's not being an asshole. He's not being disrespectful.
1: Just think about where he's coming from. I wish we could go back through our podcast and see how many times we say your dog's not being an asshole. Um,
0: somebody <laughs> want to go through and count that up. Y'all count that up. Throw me a number. I'll throw you a, uh, send you a free harness. <laughs> yeah. Your dog's not broken. Y'all just keep that. yeah, always. And be patient. Drink. Um, obviously at this stage you need to make sure you're exercising the dog don't over exercise the dog
1: oh yeah i mean they're still developing still developing bones
0: developing right small amounts of of exercise but they're going to need a little bit more than they did as a puppy okay so just again but don't overdo it you need to make sure you're upping your enrichment Get those snuffle mats out. Get the topple out. Go do a go hunt game. Get on and and, and search enrichment for my dog. Uh, whatever your genetics, whatever your dog's genetics are. But don't, you know, and I know I did that. It, when we had him as a pup. We did a lot of enrichment. And then now we're kind of feeding a little bit more from the bowl. We're being a little more lazy. Yeah, we've kind
1: of
0: kind of cut back. Yeah, so what does he do? He finds things that are enriching, and it's not always the most ideal. <laughs> Right.
1: We. Uh, do you know the name of the uh the new, the new enrichment toy we got from Tiffany?
0: I do not off the top of my head.
1: Okay. Well, um, but- I will, I will do a video of that this week of him, yeah, using it. It's uh, similar to a topple. It, it's not a West Paul nope. toy, is it? No. Nope. Um, it's this company's version of topple. It's almost like a a topple inside a topple.
0: It really is in it, and you can put liquid in it that's it's not going to run out, right? Because if you mm-hmm. put liquid in the top or well, you have to turn to the side so it doesn't run out of the hole.
1: Or fill the hole. Or yeah. fill the hole with
0: something. So, um, yeah, so we all, you need to do a video for that on Instagram
1: for that yeah. this week. It's a cool little toy. And I'll post um, yeah, the the, the name of it as well. Yeah, the link. <laughs> cool. <laughs> the... Well, we can put the link in the show notes too. Do I have so. – maybe I'm going through
0: adolescence. Maybe you are. <laughs> Who knows, uh, the, um, so yeah, so upping your enrichment, making sure that you're not slacking off because that's when they're really needing it the most. And maybe that enrichment's just a good sniffy walk, right? Just a a few minute sniffy walk somewhere. Uh, Make sure that you're continuing with good nutrition. The body needs good fuel. If you're putting fuel in that has a bunch of dirt in it, aka sugar, then you're not going to get the best results from your dog. If you don't feel good, you don't act good. Well, I mean, jacking a kid up on sugar. Exactly. We know how that goes. He's already going to struggle responding because his brain is all over the place. You adding sugar in there, it's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. So nutrition, you got to make sure you're continuing with the right nutrition with your dog. Very important. Always. Um, And I'll keep that one as that's going to be in probably everything I ever say. Nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. I'm going to do better with my own. Since I gripe about the dogs all the time.
1: (laughs) Says the person who just went and got fries. Yeah, you're a heathen.
0: Don't bring those up in this house. Can't handle it. Um, We want to do, we do want to continue exposing and socializing just in smaller ways, right? So maybe instead of going and playing with a group of 10 dogs, we're going to go play with two or three dogs,
1: and do you recommend it being socialization with people and dogs they already know or is it okay to still introduce new i think if and
0: you dogs? i think if you keep the new to a minimal and not overwhelming so like i said maybe meeting one or two new dogs at a time instead of going to a place where there's eight new dogs mm-hmm. yeah i would say keep it to a minimal uh, but i don't want to stop the process we just have to again manage it better, plan it better, because your dog's not going to be um as enthused to meet people and dogs as they were as a puppy. Right. So again, don't think your dog is any different of, oh, oh, this is he's now never gonna be socialized, he will never be a therapy dog. No, he's going through something. We don't know if he's gonna be a therapy dog or like people or want to do that until later. Just like you can ask a kid at fourteen years old what they want to do for a job and it might change by the time they're 16 or 17. Right. Right. So um, things can change. We just have to make sure we're doing our part um, in keeping things minimal, not keeping the dog home and never going out. I'm going to let that one sink for just one second. Because this is the time people are going, well, my dog's reactive, barking more. I can't take him anywhere. So we just stop taking him. If you do that, then, yeah, you're missing some very important uh, parts of his development. Take him out, but you have to be prepared, right? Yeah. got to be prepared.
1: And I think location is important, too. You know, just because your dog is reactive in one place doesn't mean they're going to be reactive somewhere else. True. So, you know. And, and also, knowing
0: how to handle those moments and how to get out of those moments is very important. Yeah. Yeah. Have a plan.
1: Yeah. Well it's like with Isabella, there she's not reactive in uh, the park. I mean, squirrels. She well would yeah. love to go chase a squirrel. But um with people and typically with other dogs, you know, if we're camp even if we're camping, she's very much chill she knows that area sort of her calm place but if i take her to you know a dog park or um sometimes home depot you know she that could be a different story so just finding
0: yeah because she got really she got really vocal when you would bring her to class
1: oh that she yeah not cut out for glass
0: right and, and and that moment you're like oh wow she's never gonna be able to go out in public where there are other dogs or people but mm-hmm. now she's i mean she's fine it was right. just there right with the other dogs that were excited and energetic and
1: well and we too took much. her to um a place here called tailgate and it's a dog friendly uh brewery and pizza and, and that sort of thing they have a great outdoor area and we took her there and she was fantastic um so yeah i think it really just depends on on your dog and uh nikki's like sort of gotten up because what did he get now
0: just some paper off my shelf (laughs) so sorry if you hear me rolling around in my chair and getting up and that's the shit he has not touched in five
1: months Oh, he grabbed an he he grabbed an envelope from me today. And I was like, "Well, that was weird, right?" He'd never done Again, that before. <laughs> exactly. We're like we're doing the adolescence at the right time He's, because he is in it. He is like, "I'm going to put my mouth on every single thing," which was not a big issue. No, a few months ago, <laughs> it wasn't a big issue last week. that's true i mean this is new but anyway yes so we did take her to to tailgate and she did great
0: yes she did great but you also managed it very well because you knew what she didn't like what was too much um with all the kids running around that was hard for her because she wanted to go herd them and put them all in one place but well she's also afraid of children kind of so she likes some but i mean you know it's again in that day with him he struggled he mm-hmm. wasn't great that day, mm-hmm. and um, and that was all right. I mean, I managed, and we didn't stay very long, and and it was fine. Yeah, being aware of that, of knowing he's not just being an asshole, and then getting mad at him, that's big, right? Big. That's how, that's why I say you've got to handle it better, guys. You can't just go freaking out and screaming and yelling because oh my god, this dog is not as cute as he was as a puppy, and he's <laughs> his bark is <laughs> louder, cuteness, and he's you know is weird all. Cuteness is wearing off. Um, so that is, you know, really important that you are just aware of what your dog is going through and how to handle it. And I would say that one of the big things that you need to do during adolescence is you need to have scheduled nap times. If you work from home and your dog is up and moving all day, don't think just because they're laying on the couch that they're actually getting peaceful sleep. Yeah. Um, you have to do some scheduled nap times. Because they're going to push themselves and push themselves and push themselves. So I'll put him in the crate when I see he's just struggling. Yeah. And he's gotten better at going in there. When he gets on the struggle bus. Oh, yeah. Like, it's nap time. And he buddy. does good. He goes in there and naps. He used to get in. Be, we'd put him in there and he'd scream and be like, no, I don't want to be in here. Now he's like, thanks. Because of FOMO. Thanks. I feel yeah. like I needed this, but I couldn't do it myself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and so scheduled nap time is very important. So, and this is more important when you work from home. Obviously, if you don't work from home and you're gone all day, your dog's in a crate, so he's getting some rest. But if you are working from home and you're up and moving and stuff, don't think your dog's getting peaceful sleep and rest because he knows you're in the house. And at adolescence, it's, it's again, you're right, it's that FOMO. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you are giving scheduled nap times. Uh, That's so important. Um, And lastly, I would say there are some commands that I would work on pretty, pretty hard, Mm -hmm. um, mostly for safety purposes. Um, I would go with the touch, which is the nose touching your hand. It's rewarded 100 percent of the time and really works well as an emergency. You have to teach it in in all different ways. I mean, not teach it in different ways, but use it in different scenarios. And environments, uh, but the touch is good, I would be really rewarding that come when called, or at least acknowledging your dog on a regular basis when he comes and checks in on you. You want to remain an important part of the environment that is high value, right? So if I'm rewarding my dog when he comes and checks in on me, he's going to start to see that, oh, no matter what my environment's like, Mom's still pretty solid on the reward. Right. So he's, he's actually really good still at paying attention and knowing where I am and what I'm doing. Yeah. Because I've made it that I, I am a really, I pay out You're, a lot, yeah. a lot. You're a great reward. Big time, big time, because lots of praise, lots of fun. And of course, food. He loves food. I would definitely work my leash manners. This is, again, because as they get older, they're going to get stronger. They're going to be pulling more um, because they're going to be more interested in things. He was a fabulous walker with me. And then Saturday, he was horrible.
1: <laughs> lots of smells. All right,
0: lots of smells, right? So, again, you have to continue practicing these things. So start those leash manners early. Um, and it's not just the leash itself, but it's working on the words that you're going to be using. right? And, and we have several episodes on that, And then I would say for your sanity, I would be teaching a good place in a stay just to have to where your dog can uh, have some uh, kind of, I don't want to say routine, but some kind of solid expectation that you can take in other places. So mm-hmm. like he knows his place. If I use place, he'll go get on the bed. But I also have a little white little mat that he will lay on for place. So we'll take that when we go in public. And so when we put it out We don't really have to say anything. He goes heads and lays on it.
1: Yeah, he knows.
0: Because that's just a part of his life. So giving him something that he can guarantee in places that there are no guarantees. So if you put an expectation in an unexpected place or a place with unknown expectations, it's going to probably help the dog, you know, deal a little better. It's not going to make everything perfect because they're still going through all the phases. But it's good to have some of those solids. Um, what would you think, looking back with Isabella? What are, What do you think was one of the most important things that you worked with her on that kind of helped you get through that? Now you had a lot of migraines when she was a puppy, so you were you were in the bed quite a bit, and yeah, um, I wasn't doing much work with her. Gray was
1: gray. <laughs> it's probably a better question for Gray. Um, oh man. Because she, she was really good at
0: walking. Yeah. She knew the leash words. We didn't do place with her. No, no.
1: Um, we still haven't. No. Um, maybe you should. Maybe her her down is really good. She does we have a good down. We did that. Um, because we took her to like patios mm-hmm. when she was a puppy. Yeah. I, you know, kind of looking back, I, there are a lot of things during that period I would have done differently um, knowing what I know now. Right. Um, with her, so you know, not forcing her in certain situations like class, we just w- I just wouldn't have done it at all, right? Um, I just would have told you no, I'm not showing up. Even I would have if, told you no, even though you were like, she needs to come, and You're I'd be right. like, I was
0: like, she needs this exposure, and she needs to, to nah. learn to do this, and she needs to behave. Well, she but and again. it's funny
1: because as a, as a young puppy, she did great in class. Yes, she was fantastic, She's a rock star. And then that adolescent phase was she was horrible was not good so um you know i would i would have done that differently not forcing her to to do those things that looking back i was like well i'm trying i need to fix this i need to fix this reactivity this problem whatever and in reality i should have just taken her completely out out of the situation that's
0: getting we know better so we do better and when you know better and do better then it really does pay out you brought up a good point Um, about not forcing things because this is a big one. I think that we try to force our dogs to do things because we want them to, to get it and understand it. Right. Right. And, uh, and especially in the adolescence. So like forcing them to say hi, forcing them to greet somebody or be petted by somebody. Because as a puppy, they love to go see everybody, and they love to see dogs, but they may not as they get in the adolescent phase. So don't mm-hmm. force that. Be able to read your dog to say, okay, you're not comfortable. Um, I took him to the water um, the other day, and I was trying to get him to get into the water and swim. But I didn't force him. I let him take his time. I had him on leash. I got in the water, but I let him take his time. And the most important thing that I did, and I tried to get on video, but I messed up, is I always gave him an exit. So if he wanted to get out of the water, if he was up to his elbows and he wanted to get out of the water, I let him out of the water. Yeah. Most people want to keep him there to say, oh, just you'll love it. Just stay in it. No, because if we don't give them that exit then they're not going to trust to get involved in something they're not comfortable with. So always give that when you have them out and about and, you, and you've got them working in public or around people in public or dogs. Don't force those pettings. Don't force those. You want to make sure that you're, you're teaching your dog that you can always make a different choice than what I'm asking you to do. And that's that true relationship is starting to build.
1: Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Right. It's a uh, huge... Um... I think it's, I think building trust during that stage is so incredibly important. Um,
0: yeah, because that's where yeah, I, I, I think, think a relationship
1: I, could really yeah, fall think, apart in that moment if we don't. Exactly. I think I sort of, I messed that up a little bit well, <laughs> with, I, we, with, with we my dog. <laughs> I mean,
0: I, I have, we've all made those mistakes, but that's why we do this podcast to help people know better. So they don't make those mistakes Yeah. Um, in the, in the future. And if you've screwed up your dog, don't worry. Listen to our episode. You can fix
1: it. You
0: screwed him up. (laughs) Well, I mean, you screwed up the relationship. You didn't break your damn dog. Okay. You're not that powerful. Um, So not when it comes to his brain. But what you can do is manage, be an advocate for your dog. um, Keep them safe. Let them know they can always count on you and that you're not changing just because they're changing um, mentally, physically, biologically—all those things. Make sure they know that they can always still count on you. Yeah, for sure. And that's the big thing, yeah. right there. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up our adolescence. Now we have to go move in our adolescent teenager <laughs> uh,
1: niece to college. <laughs> I,
0: know. I know. And uh, then go drink a lot afterwards and cry that we're yeah, if, anybody's,
1: and, if anybody's in the nashville area and you want to come join us at a bar somewhere, <laughs> a bar somewhere huh? <laughs> i'll be with the
0: parentals because we are picking up the parentals yep. my parentals and uh and we're all going together so um, i hope this has given you a little bit of insight to what your dog is going through and uh and, and help you to have that patience with your dog and 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 help them through this phase and it can last, it can last some time. So just again, be patient and just know I am going through it with you. I'm going through it with Myers. He is, um, he is something. Uh, I love him, but uh, it's, it can be a little rough um, at times. So you just got to breathe through it, drink a lot, Uh, love on your dog and just know that, that that heart that you fell in love with, it's still in there, Um, but they're struggling and uh, they just need you to be their advocate. I hope you guys have a great week and, and can please continue to listen to the episodes. Uh, be sure you rate and review anywhere that you can rate and review and share our episodes, share the podcast to people that that need to hear it as well, because we really want to reach as many people as we can. Don't forget about our reactive dog workshop coming up and uh, and then make sure that you're following us on Facebook and Instagram, because I'm going to start doing more live uh, videos um, and live moments to where you guys can get on and ask questions. And if you have an episode idea, please let us know. Uh, we are just going to keep moving on and moving forward. And we have a lot of wonderful things that are coming up and happening and we want you guys to be a part of it. So I hope you have a great rest of the week.